What's up, everybody? Chef Marcus Giuliano here, your chef on a mission. Welcome to In the Weeds, episode number 39, the real problem with restaurants, the real problem with restaurants. And restaurants have many, many problems. So I'm going to crack that code today. Uh, First off, thank you for tuning in. This is episode 39 of In the Weeds where I share my experience on running a restaurant since 2003. I've been cooking since 1990. And sometimes I have a guest on here. A lot of times I have guests on here that drop some amazing knowledge of the industry. So make sure you check out some past episodes. If you want to be a guest on here, drop me an email, marcus at marcusg.tv. Marcus at marcusg.tv. So, um, I have been in the restaurant industry quite a long time. Um, it doesn't seem like that long. Um, it seems like yesterday where I was busting my butt at places like the Greenbrier and the Broadmoor and as a line cook. And um, I staged in London for a while for Pierre Kaufman, uh, Latin Claire. Uh, so I've got some great cooking experience. And I, um, I kind of, I tried to work at great places, right? So I worked at the Puy Canal House, which is the first New York Times four-star restaurant outside of New York City. Uh, met Kevin's Raley when I was young and I uh, started my wine education course then at 19 years old. Wasn't old enough to drink, but I was old enough to read labels. And that's exactly what I did at the Greenbrier. Pulled labels out of the wine, uh, out of the garbage every night. And Ira, the wine captain, would show me how to read the labels and what's in the wine. Uh, And that's how I first started learning about wine. So I tried to really get a lot of great experience as a young chef apprentice. I found myself uh, at 29 years old, wanting to open my own restaurant, 30 years old, opening my own restaurant. And that's what exactly I did in 2013, uh, 2003. Uh, It's been 18 years, 19 years. um, I don't know where the time has gone. It's been a great journey and it's still continuing, Uh, but I love sharing my secrets and I love helping other restaurants. It wasn't so easy for me all the time. And it's a great feeling now to be able to, to, you know, buy things, travel, um, do things that I could not do in the past. And I learned to live off of almost next to nothing for so long. Uh, It was very humbling for me because I was a chef at a country club making very good money at 28, 29 years old. I was making into the six figures as a young chef. And um, so money was not an issue uh, in my younger years, in my 20s. When I was at an hourly job, I would work tons of overtime. So, you know, you have a roommate, you work, you work at these places and, you know, the money was rolling in. Uh, My time wasn't rolling in, but my money was rolling in. I was smart with my money. Bought a house when I was 19 years old. I believe the first house I bought as a 19 year old because I had money in the bank. And so that was not an issue. I sold the house a few years later, made some money, had a roommate, which covered my mortgage. So I kind of lived for free. Uh, and then all of a sudden at, uh, so I had money was never an issue. So all of a sudden at 30 years old, I opened a restaurant. Uh, we have two kids and a house. And all of a sudden my world comes crumbling apart, crumbling apart because we open a restaurant. And meantime, I have all this fantastic experience, my food, you know, and 
And uh, I know financials a little bit because the country clubs, you had to run financials. I was a chef in country clubs. I had to do food costs. I had to run labor. I had to do that. I had to cost out every party. A lot of chefs don't even know how to cost parties out or cost the food cost out. I've had many chefs that have showed up to work for me uh, or so-called chefs, and they claim that they know how to control food costs. I'm like, okay, so tell me how you calculate food costs, you know, ending inventory, minus in, beginning inventory, and and you know add the sales in there and figure out where your cost of goods are your purchases and they can't even do that so they're at they're putting on their resume that they know food costs they know how to control food costs but they don't know how to calculate food costs so i'm like well how does that work and i wasn't one of those chefs but there's a lot of those chefs out there and so i was a very good cook good chef um i could lead a team i, I could definitely lead a team uh, I'm still learning, by the way, how to lead a team because always, it's always an evolutionary process, right? But I, at a young age, I, I, you know, I, I, I could inspire other people, motivate other people and get people to work for me. And when you're 25, 26, 24 years old as an executive chef in a country club, you have to get or in a restaurant. You have to have older people doing the jobs for you. And I always had uh, always had a great team. And, um, you know, of course, like I said, but it's an evolutionary process. I've changed my management styles drastically since I first opened my restaurant. So um, I don't, don't forget, I've worked for some chefs who have, have been extreme tyrants like Gordon Ramsay, uh, not Gordon Ramsay, but uh, uh, Pierre Kaufman, who Gordon Ramsay actually trained for Pierre Kaufman. So um, open my own restaurant, fast forward, open my own restaurant. Finances are now all of a sudden an issue. Uh, open a restaurant, have some money, get some equity out of my house, open a restaurant. And all of a sudden we're, bleeding money left and right there's no money left um we work harder and harder i get into this rat race of this restaurant where i basically just have a job i've, I've invested in a job and i could have stayed at a job and and made money and not lost money and i'm thinking wow oh, wow but i knew deep down that my restaurant was my passion my mission and i couldn't give that up and even though i was out of money maxing out credit cards and borrowing money from my eight-year-old daughter's bank account without her knowing i knew this was my calling and my passion so I went through a very rough spell and started figuring things out. When I first opened, I thought I knew everything. I thought I knew everything. I thought I was a good cook. I thought I knew how to run numbers. I thought I knew how to do marketing. Um, I really thought I knew how to do marketing. Uh, I was a little marketing savvy. I did my own PR, uh, prompt my own press releases. I, I had a PR package. So, you know, I was ahead of other chefs in this industry when it came to that. And then all of a sudden, um, failure. Failure was on the horizon. Uh, both horizons, by the way, front horizon and back horizon, uh, financial failure. And um, I learned very quickly that I did not know everything, did not know everything. And I started seeking the help of coaches. I went to a Tony Robbins event. I had a Tony Robbins coach. I had another business coach. They weren't specifically in the restaurant industry, but they kind of helped me with mindset of overall business. And then in 2009, 2008, so five years after, I joined an expensive mastermind group and I was down and out financially. This was a, a last a last resort for us, my wife and I, to join this mastermind group at $1,000 a month and have to travel. And we, when we traveled to this in Boston and we couldn't even afford a hotel room. We slept in the car. We drove after the night before, drove to Boston five hours and slept in the car, freshened up in the bathroom and attended this conference. I still remember that day. You literally slept in the van um, and went to this conference and we spent $1,000 a month 
to join a three times a year meeting across the country, different cities that we didn't have the money for it. We put it on another credit card, the last credit card. And within three months, six months, within six months, I realized how much I did not know about marketing and other things in the restaurant industry. Sure, I knew how to cook. Great cook, knew how to cook, knew how to run food costs. Um, I knew basic marketing. I knew certain things. I knew hospitality, working at a five-star hotel, the Broadmoor and the Greenbrier. I knew five-star service. I knew good food. I knew all that, but I didn't know enough. And a lot of people open restaurants thinking they know everything in the industry and they think they don't need help. And I can only imagine if I didn't go for help with these highly successful peers that I now call friends um, in 2009, when I joined this, I was putting it off because I said to myself, I saw the ad for it. I was, I was a part of the one program, a, a lower program. And I said, you know, this just isn't for me. This isn't for me. This, this, this group has nothing to offer for me. This program has nothing to offer for me because there's different levels of membership. You know, it's literally just $49 a month and all the way on up. And I said, this just really doesn't have like much going on for me. I, I just, I can't see a value in here. I can't see me, you know, my restaurant being a fit for this group or this information working in my restaurant. And finally, we took the plunge when we were there in person. Within six months, my financials, my sales had started changing drastically, like drastically. And it was sort of like my cooking career. I went from $12 an hour to six figures within a matter of three years. I've just fast-tracked and worked for all these great places and fast-tracked my, my salary once I started looking for a job for money. My restaurant was the same thing now. All of a sudden, we're fast-tracking. My first year, I did $190,000 in sales. And now, all of a sudden, I had, yeah, edged up to like four, four fifty. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going from 450, 500 to 650 to 750. I mean, it just, it's, it's happening quick. So we entered the contest of this group, uh, this mastermind group, uh, growth contest. And I reported back my financials uh, in the winter from one winter to the winter previous. So a year to date for the first three months of the winter. And I was up 44% by applying the techniques that I was learning this super, super um, um, steroided um, marketing techniques, like marketing maniac techniques, and a lot of direct mail, a lot of stuff. And that's what I talk about in, in my books uh, is about all these marketing techniques. So 50mistakes.com, you can get to my book, Restaurant Growth Secrets University, you can get to my books. And my new book is called um, Everybody Still Has to Eat, which is surviving COVID and beyond the pandemic in the restaurant world. So I learned how to become a marketing maniac. And I learned I didn't know a lot of things. I learned I wasn't trying a lot of things. I knew that what my issue was, was me. It wasn't all the exterior factors of, you know, a bad economy of 2009 or, you know, it wasn't all these bad things that, you know, um, in a small area, small town, depressed town. Those weren't my problems. My problems were that I couldn't market my business. There were things I didn't know. Um, and there were things, a lot of things I knew, but there were things I just didn't know. So now, post-pandemic, I see a lot of restaurants that are closing, a lot of restaurants that are blaming things like high food costs, labor shortages. They're, they keep blaming and blaming and blaming and blaming. But what is the real issue here? Like, I'm having my two best years during the pandemic. 2022 is on, on record pace for another record-breaking year. 
And in the middle of a labor shortage, in the middle of a food crisis, inflation, I mean, I'm having record-breaking year again. I'm working different. Actually, I'm working far less than I was during the pandemic. I worked a lot. But I mean, I've been on on, on a lot of travel trips this year. And, and from February to beginning of June, I've only been in my restaurant two or three weekends. That's it. I've been away every weekend besides those two or three weekends, watching baseball, going to Mexico, Mexico three times in six months this last winter. Um, fantastic staff, great financials, great top end sales. So why am I succeeding and why are other people or why are certain other certain restaurants succeeding and other restaurants aren't? So here's the real problem of the restaurant industry. It's not that the chicken wings are high. It's not that the frying oil is high. It's not that it's not that any of this, this is everybody's in the same boat as you. Everybody is paying the same price for food. Everybody. Okay. If a restaurant is not raising their money, they will be out of business because you have to raise your money because you're going to be losing a lot of money. So you have to raise your money, your, your prices. But the real problem, problem of the industry is the operator of the restaurant. It's the operator's stubbornness. And for years, I would see chefs say, I don't advertise, chef owners. I don't advertise. My food is good. I don't need to advertise. Most of those guys, it's an ego thing. Most of those guys are gone. Those guys were gone years ago. Those guys sold out years ago, not sold out, but closed out because they couldn't, they couldn't just, they couldn't handle it. Um, they couldn't do business. They didn't, weren't advertising, they weren't marketing. All of a sudden, Digital Age comes in, Facebook hits 2009. They're not doing it because they don't need the market. And all of a sudden, you have these washed up restaurant owners that now think they're consultants that can help other restaurants when maybe they know how to turn on an oven at best and where to place it in a, in a, uh, in a, in a, in a kitchen, what kind of equipment, but they don't know nothing about top end sales and, and marketing and, and social media. They don't know nothing about this, but yet there are these wash up consultants that their restaurants wouldn't work. Wash up restaurant owners. They're now consultants. Their restaurant wouldn't work because they didn't advertise. And so the biggest problem in this industry folks is you, the operator, your closed mind, your lack of willingness to ask for help, to look for help. And of course, you're not probably going to go to your neighbor uh, down the street on the same block as you and say, hey, how do you market your restaurant? No, you're going to pick up a book. You're going to buy a course. You're going to get a mentor. You're going to take a course. You're going to go to a seminar. You're going to go to a food show that has stuff on marketing and sit there and listen to the speaker speak. Uh, or you're going to watch a YouTube video, like maybe like this one or follow my channel or go to my website, Restaurant Growth Series University. And look and see what other successful people are doing and then model what they're doing, not copy, but model what they're doing, you know, going down the street to do the same thing as your neighbor that's copying. And that includes putting the same price tag or a lower price tag on, on a, on a burger, because you want to undercut them by 50 cents that's copying. And that's your neighbor and that that doesn't count I'm talking about getting some real serious education here and doing better and having an open mind that is a real issue in this industry it has been for years it is right now if you close during covid you could make it during covid people had their best best years during covid because they were open and they tried they worked and you figured out you you, you don't have staff you close an extra day um, but you, it's, we just placed an ad on indeed and we had 30 applicants for two positions. I had to cut the ad off short because I had too many applicants and too many great applicants. I, I couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. Just couldn't do it. Um, I said too many people. And so we've had people in, we're training them and we've had some fantastic people coming on board. So it's not all those external things. It's you, the operator making excuses of why you can't succeed. That's 
the real problem. It's always been the problem and it always will be the problem. Chefs, owners, stop being stubborn. Look for guidance. Look for help. Get it done. Um, um, modify, adjust, keep moving forward. That's the bottom line. Hey, if you want to run a great restaurant, go over to my website, restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com. You actually get one of my books for free over there. Uh, just pay shipping and handling, get that shipped out to you. But restaurantgrowthsecretsuniversity.com, tons of free information. All my contact information is there, by the way. So you can reach out to me um, and uh, and I can help you. I can, I can be the one, one of the ones that can point you in a great direction, help you out and do all that kind of sorts of things. And literally that saved my restaurant business um, many, many years ago, not many years ago, but 2008, 2009, I don't know where I would have been. Cause you can't, the bleeding only can last so long. You only have so many credit cards to put all the debt on and keep piling it up. And I remember, you know, back then, then we stopped putting stuff on credit cards and, you know, we started paying off credit cards. And I remember my first, uh, year, my accountant goes, Marcus, um, you need to get rid of some of that extra, extra money. I'm, I'm thinking I have extra money. I mean, I have extra money. You got to spend some money, like go buy a new stove or something, go buy a few things. And it wasn't much, but from putting stuff on credit cards for, for five years, six years, all of a sudden my account's like, yeah, go spend, go spend 10 grand on something. Go get rid of this money. You got to spend this money in this account. I'm like, wow, like this is like, this is a great feeling. This is a fantastic thing. Now we're at a point where we don't have to be here. We can take vacations and it's a, it's maybe not be an overnight pro process. Um, I, I, progress can be just 1%, you know, better, 1% better, 1% better. And that'll add up over time. It adds over time, but you have to focus and have a direction and have a goal and have a mission and have a, a plan, a map to go forward. So get a mentor, get a coach, buy a course, do, do something. The biggest thing is stop blaming all these external things and take responsibility for it, for yourself, take your responsibility and have no choice but to succeed. Hey, go check out all my other podcasts in the weeds. Uh, drop a comment, uh, rate my podcast, please. Uh, if you found this valuable and you never know when some of this can help, if it doesn't help you, it may help somebody else. So it just takes literally 15 seconds to drop me a rating on, on anywhere you're listening to this. And I really, really appreciate it because, and so will the person that finds us because of your rating that needs this information. If you don't need it, somebody else may. So everybody, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Have a fantastic, fantastic day.